I, I yeah, I want to get back to the track cross actually. Um, I had a question here from Steve himself, sponsor of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Steve asked, uh, what was the toughest turn or section of the track for you guys? Um, and did you learn anything good or good, anything new, good or bad about your cars at this event? I would also like to know, just uh, to start, like, did they finally fix the shit under the bridge? Yes. yes. Okay, cool. Yes, Good. they right. did. This one's easy. Turn three was so hard to get right. It's the right, it's the right yeah, after the concrete wall. Yeah, where you got the concrete wall right on the track on your left. Oh, wait, is that turn three? Yeah. Oh, that was your hardest corner, really? To actually get that right, really? I still don't think I did. I got it right one time. Uh, that right there, that's on the dyno. Probably not. Uh, my car doesn't understeer, bud. No, his car, his <laughs> car stick, sticks like freaking glue. Yeah, I just could. I just didn't carry enough speed through that okay, corner. I never, never felt like I went through there as fast as I could have. I will say that the only time that I drove Dominion, uh, that corner was, I, I, it, in the FC. It was like I needed to be in between second and third gear to do that corner. It was never good. Like you said, it was never a good speed to be able to carry that corner. I was always cutting the apex. It was it was bad. Could not get the line right. It's I was it's a third gear course for me until Same. you're going up the hill and then it's fourth. Um, so picking a gear was never a th- never really a big deal, but just getting the line right and carrying like I don't know. I would always way over slow for it. Um, apex either early or late. I think I figured it out at the very, very end yeah. of the day. Um, but, yeah. I don't know how Nick was driving. when I The one time that I did, like I said, the one time I've done that road course, the last run I did, I stayed in second through turns one and two and then tried to stay in second for turn three, and I was just bouncing it off nine and a half thousand. And I, but, like, in third gear, it was just too slow, and I just had no... I, I couldn't accelerate out of the turn afterwards. I don't yeah, know. you just have to. That main, car needed a different transmission for it's, that. It's just turn. about maintaining momentum. Like even if like I, I have the same problem where like I feel like I should be at the, like the top of two, but I'm really just kind of bogging third realistically. But like if you can sort it out so that you can maintain the momentum, the bogging through third is still much faster. Like Dylan was riding with me for like the second half of the yeah, day. Yeah, I was about to say. And like the way we were taking turn six. Uh, by the end of the day, I think was definitely a big improvement. So I, I had actually, um, I, cause I wasn't driving. So I got to catch a little bit in between runs. Cause I didn't really have any responsibilities to get ready for the next heat, except throwing a, ha- a helmet on and jumping in with Jordan. Um, so I was able to catch some of the other cars catching into turn six. Um, and there was, Two in particular that I caught that were catching turn six kind of wide. They were they were off angle compared to literally everyone else. And I got to relay that to Jordan and say, hey, man, check this video out. I've, I'm catching these guys. They're running faster times. They're kind of catching it wide. So I rode with him, and he tried doing it, I want to say, in the top of second. And it, it, it felt – it no, it felt fast. You can't put the power down. That's the problem. He was losing traction, and then it was like trying to catch up to turn seven. You didn't have the momentum. So towards the end of the day, he ended up getting into third, and we caught that wider turn. It felt so much slower. Yeah, like the it car feels was bogged so slow. down. Like it didn't feel like it was fast. But it was. But it, it was so much faster. 
Yeah, you you basically coming through the so you go through turn three and then you have like the mini S's right there. You sacrifice speed on the exit of that S to come way back to the left and then take way out and late apex six and that sets you up for seven so much faster but like it feels so slow it i feel like i feel like it's doing that on six too is hard it's so hard to commit to staying on that far left hand yeah. side of the track you want to dive bomb that dude, curb. at that point you're literally you're like 40 feet away from what feels like the apex yeah. but like really it's not even the apex because the apex is another 60 feet through that corner mm-hmm. so like it i definitely that's definitely the corner that did it for me like i don't i i honestly don't think i got that corner right i don't think day. i've ever gotten that corner right because like i tried i I tried taking it that. That's how I was taking it all day. Was trying to stay as far out left as I could, and then cutting in. And then I watched you take it. This was like the first heat because I went out before you did, very early morning. And like I could feel that I wasn't taking it. Like it was not the fastest way to take the corner. And like I was at the awkward point in third where I was like at thirty five hundred RPM. Was it literally was all my tires had like about to debead my my tires you know what i mean like on my rims and it was just like a very awkward speed and it just felt so slow and i watched you in the morning and you were taking it in the morning Real you were tight. taking it tight all the way around and i was like no i'm gonna try it and i couldn't i tried it first run and i was like in third and it was just too slow so i was like all right screw it i'll try second and then like second I'm to at go like, tight like that i have to go down to second yeah but i'm at like six thousand rpm in second and then like i'm leaving that corner and immediately going two three and then it, it just then, then you have to go back to two maybe for going seven. into seven yeah so it was just like you waste I'm, like, a right, lot of I'm time. way slower exiting this corner and my speed is like 15 20 miles an hour slower on the straightaway like it's, there's no way it's faster that was is that an si yep yep so what's your red line 72 <laughs> yeah right about there yeah and i mean it's it's all stock i have rear sway bar camber bolts and brake pads and that's it you have a rear sway bar mm-hmm. and you... it helps yeah I mean, oh it yeah help. It, should help a lot. it does it does yeah okay so the so the the rear sway bar on my fit was the literally the most noticeable difference like I did the coilovers and I was like, oh, this is better. Right. And then I did the rear sway bar mm-hmm. and I was like, holy fucking shit, yeah, this car I, will get around. Yeah, because I had an I had an eighth gen SI two cars before this, and I did coilovers, wheels, tires. And honestly, it the difference from stock suspension to coilovers, wheels, and like slightly wider tires was not even yeah. comparable to just doing the rear sway yeah. bar on stock suspension. Like just doing okay. the rear sway bar on stock suspension is like 10 volt over just doing coilovers you know what i mean like, so i guess i've always assumed that i would be able to do turn six better in the fit because of my rear sway bar yeah than i did in the swift on the stock suspension like i had to take six wide in the swift because i literally had no other choice it was all stock on pizza cutters i mean that car was gonna roll over otherwise but you're saying with your rear sway bar you still you you were not able to take it narrow or I I I was definitely faster taking it wide 
Okay. Um, but I don't know if that's... Uh, and by wide, but it's, you it's were... a wide entrance and an extremely late apex. You're just pushing right. that apex way right. around the turn. Right. But, I think... but he's saying that you were taking it tight the whole way around? Yes, at, that's how at I the was beginning at first. Of the day. I was trying to cut distance. Right. Oh, I was... Okay. Yeah, I okay. was... Okay. So it was my... That was my absolute first time on track. Um, And... I was like, all right, Jordan, I know Jordan well enough. Like, he tracks his car. He knows his car. He's been to Dominion. I'm like, I'm going to watch how Jordan's taking this corner, and, like, I'm going to try that, and we'll see what happens. And then I did it. I followed him, and I was like, well, this doesn't feel right for my car. And then It was the watching next that heat, the fast red right. type R, yeah. how he took it, yes. like, like, sacrifice exit speed out of five, take it wide, push that apex late, and he was running insane mm-hmm. times. Yeah, he was, what, third fastest of the day. On a early, a way earlier episode of this podcast, Jordan and I talked about turn six for about an hour. Yeah, that's a, it's easy. <laughs> I I went to an event. I think it was a track cross. Yeah, and and sat. I didn't drive. I sat on the wall right there, and for like forty five minutes, just watched people do turn six. And that was the only thing I, I watched for forever, and it was wild. I still remember how yeah there was there was a there's a Porsche 911 that that took the turn like way different than everybody else and like everybody on like in every different platform of car took the turn like different angles and you could just it was it was awesome to just sit there and watch people try different things over and over and over again it was so cool inevitably any Corvette that is at Dominion will lose traction on turn 6 a thousand percent yeah yeah, yeah. I've, I, every time I see a Corvette at Dominion, that's good to know. And turn every three. time I see, yeah, well, turn three, yeah. every car loses traction at turn three at some point in the day. And Mustangs, Mustangs on were, turn six. On Mustangs were losing it on okay. turn six too, trying to trying to push too hard. Yeah, because you try to carry so much speed through there, and yeah, they yeah, get on that's, the power well, too that's early the Corvette like, thing. Like, yeah. they go they go wide, and then they're like, oh, I'm going too slow, and they punch yeah. it. Yeah, and they, they exactly. end up backwards. Exactly. That's what. So I bought my vet in April, and that's what. The one thing I was afraid of tracking it this early of, of driving it was taking it to Dominion with the walls. And yeah. I, I was not, yes. and still am not, ready for that. How did you handle turn six? Well, you said that your car doesn't understeer. How did you manage that, first of all? Caster. A shitload of it. All of it. I got like six degrees of caster. Um... So the aluminum STI control arms, the rearward inner mount is bolted on. One, the mount for that's adjustable, like on the chassis. It's oval, so you can stick a screwdriver or pry bar in there and pry that shit forward. And it will, pushing that rear mount forward, it doesn't, it's not perfectly in line, the two inner mounts. They're not in line with the chassis. So if you push that rear mount forward, it does push it out a little bit, so it moves the wheel forward in the wheel well. Then you can also flip that mount over for another tenth of a degree. Oh, and then there's your anti-lift kits, the white line, the, the offset bushing. Right, which moves it out even further. And then I got some camber plates that have holes drilled in them so you can flip them around to be caster plates, and they're as far back as they go. So between that and, well, doing a lot of reading on how people set up suspension for these things, it's just even sway bars, 21 millimeter up front, 20 back all urethane bushings everywhere, and left foot braking. Yeah, the left foot braking probably matters a lot. A lot. I trail brake like crazy. Um, yeah. Turn three, I'm kind of entering it in the middle of the course at that point because it's pretty wide there, which is where I think I screwed up because I could have taken a lot more speed if I just stayed more to the wall. Um, but, yeah, so I'm kind of I'm lifting off 
just touching the brakes for turn three. Um, let off. You're, I'm breaking decently into turn four, but five, I guess, is the S before six. Yeah. I'm straight just lifting off and tossing the car through that weight transfer like as abruptly as possible. So I'm essentially still turning, still in the turn from four, and then I see the apex for five, and before I get there, I just transfer the weight the other way so that I'm kind of doing a four-wheel slide-ish where the front wheel kisses the the curb on the inside of five. He drives it like a rally and then, car. And then, yeah. punch, and then <laughs> punching it once it settles or... I just kind of carry that speed because I'm already carrying enough. And then you end up, I end up in the middle of the course for turn six, carry through, stay in the middle, and then just maintain speed. Because with the supercharger, I can just pull myself out. The thing is, though, I'm definitely losing time there because there is no point between turn six and seven where it's a straight line for me. Right. I'm in a turn the whole way. And that, to answer your question, what I learned about my car, less than half a tank of fuel in <laughs> that particular spot... It'll no die. good. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, because that's the highest G point. Because I'm probably getting up to like, I didn't look at my freaking speedometer. I don't know if it's the highest G point, but it's definitely, you're in that turn for a long time. Yes. So all the fuel has time to just run over to one side. Well, I'm it sounds also, like he's, he's pretty unsettled anyways. He's talking about the way he's going yeah, to turn I'm in, six. I'm in third gear there and pulling out of that. You know, I'm starting, I'm getting back on the throttle at about 3,000 RPM. So I pull through to about mm -hmm. five on power the whole time. Well, he's got the torque for it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's it was everything I could do to get the car settled in a straight line for the brake zone for seven, which I would do just in time to barely not lock up the brakes and transfer the weight to just zing that thing through seven. Because I do, I, I would toss that into seven also. And then... Yeah. The one fast run that I got, I found myself on the outside curb exiting yeah. seven. It's like, okay. oh, that's how you do that, and that's that's how you fuck up the hill. If you if you're on the wrong side of seven, you're fucked the whole rest of the way up the hill. That's a, that's a whole separate conversation. I think I think other than turn turn six, I think turn eight. Yeah. So you go through seven, and then eight is the last little bit before you start going up the hill. That turn has a lot of variables in it too, just like six does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Honestly, like I didn't even. I feel like that turn, there was not a time that I didn't take it. I didn't even think of a different way to take it other than on the far left side by the curb. I don't know. But, don't if know you, if but that, that's what I'm saying. If you fuck up seven, then you can't get to the outside of eight. Right. Like facing the right way to go over the hill. Yeah, because I feel, I feel like that was another tough point because I would, I feel like I, I would take uh, six felt so slow to me that I would push seven like almost too deep before I braked and then I'd be like essentially relying on downshifting from third to second and using that's when like the sway bar and it being front wheel drive yeah, kind yeah. of helps because I downshift and the second I'm letting out on the clutch like I'm turning in as pretty much as hard as I can and using like just essentially trying to unsettle my car to send it tight as tight as I possibly can because I mean, I'm on 215s. I have, like, no tire, so I'm trying right. to use everything I can to just turn it as hard left as possible. And then, I'm like, by the time I'm there, I'm already on the inside of that next corner, and it's yeah. just it's just there, so that's just the way that I always took yeah, it. Try doing it on 135s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure. I know that there's there's people on there out there. That Miata was probably on skinnier tires than I was, but, like, right. I couldn't. That's I literally never had a clean run through seven in either of the cars that I ever did Dominion in. Because 
I was either coming in way too slow with the Swift that I was like almost rotating the car around through seven. And then I was at the wrong side of eight to get up over the hill properly. But then with the RX seven, like I had to take seven wide and then I never got the line right for, for eight in the RX seven. I didn't feel like anyways, I only got, I think I only got like three laps in the RX seven. Yeah. For me, it was essentially apex early because that's what seven is, is your early apex. And then, after you've apexed for seven, eight is just I'm still unwinding from seven. Okay, and yeah, that's what yeah. eight is. Yeah, I agree because I, I would I, I would hit the that. close to the inside curb, and then I would because I'd be downshifting like almost essentially when I hit that inside curb, and then I would almost go all the way out to that outside curb, and then pretty much the from the second I touched that outside curb, I was like wide open throttle. In right, second, now, that's what I'm talking about. Where to third through yeah. that neck through eight. Right, and then up the hill. The one time I got it fast is what you said. You kiss the outside curb. Yeah, and but then, then I'm just you can, wide open. And you can just, if you have the right steering angle, you can maintain the same angle yeah. and the same throttle the whole way yeah. through until you start that to was, go uphill. That was also God, that sounds so nice. <laughs> I can't wait. So my TPMS light, my tire pressure sensors don't work. So mm, I can't. Yeah. I could not turn traction control off all day. So I had traction control on all day, which oh, that's is bad. But at the same time, like. Through the little S's after three, it would I'd kick traction control pretty much each time I weight transfer my car. It would kick traction control, which like mm, whatever it was like split second, and then right there too when I'd hit the outside curb and just essentially go wide open. Oh, I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, I'd just go wide open and take that take eight, and it would kick traction control again. I mean, luckily it's it's not great in comparison to like a Type R. In, I'm I'm sure traction control and Type R is great on track, but it still cuts power like not I don't know not too long, so it's not too bad. What year is your car? Uh, 2012. Okay, I don't know. I find it strange that you can't turn off traction control because your TPMS light is on. We just yeah, I just had to I just unplugged my just ABS module for the dyno. Really? <laughs> yeah, because what a stupid thing. You're yeah. gonna need to show me that because I'm gonna need to save that trick for the future. <laughs> okay, fair. What a stupid thing. That actually kind of makes me mad. I'm not going to lie about it. Jordan, how much power does the Corolla make? Uh, In 2019, when I dynoed it, it was 105. And and I've money shifted it twice since then, so I don't know. (laughs) You and I might be pretty evenly matched then. I mean, you probably have me in weight. Between you and the fit? Right. As far as like power to weight goes. I bet the fit would probably be faster because you have ABS... uh, the, AB, the ABS is a big advantage, and I think, I think it's just a better chassis, honestly. Even yeah, though you well, have, but even <laughs> though you have a twist beam rear axle and I have independent rear, I think the chassis is still better in the I, fit. I will, I honestly would say that in in a chassis such as the one that we like, I say I would say that our cars are relatively similar cars. The fit, the fit the, has to be stiffer though. Yes, like there's, there's, the there's, fit is stiffer for yeah, sure by a lot. And I honestly believe that the That's twist like the beam whole party axle... piece of that car is how stiff the chassis is. Yes, correct. I'm very what? confused by something you said a second ago. What? How is ABS an advantage? ABS is, ABS is a big advantage on track. I can't drive my car fast I am with so, it on. I am so nervous about locking up my rear brakes all of the time that... Even if you with... lock up 
if you lock up a front wheel drive car, the rear end will rotate around and you're 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 just off. You're you're facing the wrong way. You're unsettled. Yeah, you're I not ready fair. for any of the next things. Yeah. Um, and specifically, his car locks up the rears very like you breathe on because the, the back end of that no car weighs whatsoever. five yeah. pounds. Yeah. So. I, I've I've done a bunch of stuff to make that better, and I haven't had I didn't have any rear end lockup issues at this event. You have a variable proportioning valve, don't and you? it's been turned all the way down for a while. <laughs> okay, um, I so put, you might as well not even have. I one. put five dollar semi metallic Rock Auto brake pads on the rear, yeah. and that helped. <laughs> awesome. So how did you do seven eight in the hill? Like how was that? Uh, there's two ways I would do it. Either I would try to cut seven, like you apex seven, kiss the curb, like they were saying, apex seven, kiss the curb on the outside, bring it back in. And there's a cone right there on the inside that you, that's like the marker for the apex or whatever that you can hit that and go straight up the hill. However, there's also, I was trying to take into consideration, they had put that cone chicane back there to slow you down on that back section. They put, I don't know if you were there what? for that. They put a little chicane, like a little just like left, right that you had to do to slow you down going up the rear, rear section because people wreck there all up the time. Up the hill? Yeah, going up the hill. What a stupid thing. It, I thought it was brilliant. It kept, yeah, it, it was it, it was brilliant. Um, at least for an event like well, this. Okay, so driving two of probably the most underpowered vehicles to ever see Dominion Raceway. Yeah. I had enough trouble getting up the yeah. hill without a fucking but chicane. My, my point was, yeah. you could... I was trying to take the entrance to that chicane into account coming through there so I could take seven, hit the, hit, kind of hit the curb, but also kind of put the, try to stay wide, hit the outside of the track at the bottom and still kind of straight line it up towards the chicane. And I, well, I tried it both ways. on the hill, then I mean, all this discussion is for yeah, it's, not It's anyways, a little different. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's shit now i'm mad <laughs> i was hoping to get some uh, tips on how to drive the fit up the hill my my question is so as fast as it'll these go the next <laughs> the next track cross is at dominion is november 6th these guys are going for sure if i'm i i don't i am unsure if i'm going to go if you go i will absolutely a thousand percent let's go, go. you I should think go yeah okay november 6th is the weekend that i'm moving trisha back to richmond so. okay never no. yeah i'm so, i don't i'm fucking stoked as fuck bro okay yeah. stoked off topic but awesome so jordan, i'll be busy jordan's still gonna come so it's okay. I'll, yeah I'll, uh, yeah i do want to get fit the fit to dominion like in the worst way honestly. my my next thing that i was going to talk about was so where I think everybody's going to be doing some stuff over the winter to their cars and, and whatnot, um, like hall tech and coil, <laughs> coil, coilovers, wheels, and really tires. <clears throat> um, but I think if not before then, I think hype, I'm trying to get everybody hyped for Hyperfest. I, I would love to see these guys get out and do at least a hyperdrive on Patriot course for Hyperfest. And I know you've done them in the past. Yeah, there. No, I did one in the fit. Last year, or yep. whatever it was, the one it was when it was in October, mm-hmm. or uh, uh, it was October. It was October. Okay, all right. And uh, I hated it. In really? The fit. Oh yeah, it was terrible. I was that was like literally two weeks after I had finished building the car. Um, and we're, you, okay, we talked about this. Has all been on a podcast episode. Go back to whatever the recap of Hyperfest twenty twenty one one. Yeah. Um, because remember, like it was. Literally the last lap of my hyperdrive when the dude was like, you're not fucking driving the car right. 
fucking send it, basically. Oh, that's right. And because, like, remember, like, I, I had this was my first experience with a front wheel drive. It was drive all car. your habits from the FC. Exactly. And so when the rear end was coming out, he was like, no, ride, like, ride it out. Floor he kept it. on, he was like trying to get me to ride out the slide, but like everything within me was like, no, that's when you back off the throttle. And so, like, that was like when I, like, so, like, I went into that thinking like I had shit tires and like I was just in my head about the whole thing. And finally on the last lap was when like halfway through the last lap going down the hill of Patriot course, he was like, if you don't fucking bury it right here, I'm, I'm getting out of the car. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and so I did. And then that was like the literally like as Light we were bulb. going into the pit was when it like literally all clicked in my head. And so I, I'm, I'm, you need to get back out there. Well, that's, do, I yeah. guess what I'm saying is that I, I'm, I'm scared to do it, but I want to badly. Yeah. I feel like that's why, like, I felt I had never been on track, and I almost <laughs> felt that way. Um, I feel like that's why I felt way more comfortable just going to track cross, because I was like, all right, I'm just going to drive as fast as I can drive and not have anybody with me in the car and just, like, no, do my own thing. Man, <laughs> having that dude in the car, like, I mean, he literally saved that whole experience for me. If I was trying to do that shit by myself, man, like, it was bad enough that, like, I was getting passed by everybody, dude. And I was, I mean, there were, like, there were, like, three Corvettes, two new Supras, like, WRXs, STIs. I was absolutely... By a wide margin, the slowest car on the on the Patriot course, and if I hadn't had that dude in the seat next to me, like I would have just left after the first right, lap. Right, right. Okay, just okay, driven yeah. off the track. The the difference is, you you were not the only person on track. Right. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Oh, as compared to what track track, track cross. cross. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's why like I went out there. Honestly, like my first, we did a recon lap, obviously, and. uh and I was like, all right. And then, like, my first lap, I was like, okay, I'm literally going to go out here and be in third gear and, mm. like, just drive it as hard as it'll drive in third gear. And just, like, not worry about changing gears. Don't worry about anything else besides, like, literally trying to just hit every corner as good as I can. And then, like, it was nice because, like, all all day I saw my time, literally every run of the day, my time improved. Like, dropped a second, a second, a second, a second. And that's I just kept the trying best to, like, you can do, man. Yeah, and I just kept trying to improve it. And that's why, Hell yeah. like, it's it's cold out. It's going to get colder. But I'm one of my buddies is like, oh, November 6th, let's go next track cross. I'm like, all right, like, let's go. So I got with Jordan, ordered Honda so I can tune my car and hopefully pick up a little bit of power. And then I'm going to send it on literally all the same stuff and just, like, I don't know. See what Same happens. tires? Yeah. What tires are you on right now? Uh, I'm on shit from right here. <laughs> well, I definitely used them well uh, on track cross. <laughs> I was messing with my tire pressure all day just as because it was like it was like 50 degrees in the morning. Okay. Okay. It was 34 <laughs> degrees in the morning. So, <laughs> so we got on the track and like I I had first thing in the morning I had like 28 psi in my tires and like. It felt pretty good, and it was, like, as fast as I could drive it, the way, like, with the temperature and the my tire temp and, like, how cold the track was. By the end of the day, Dylan, he had, like, just got there, and he was watching turn six. He's like, dude, you're, like, on your rim around this corner. I'm like, shit. I was like, all right. I'm going to add, like, I ended up adding, like, five PSI to it because it was just, I didn't need less tire pressure for traction. The track was hot, and everything was, like, good, so... So, sorry. The la the the last time I did any kind of com competitive driving was a uh, test and tune autocross one time in one of the one of my Miatas, and 
I did like I was doing okay through most of the day. I've had next to no experience, you know, in that sort of circum outside of public road driving. For which you have a fair amount of experience. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair enough. Uh, but I, uh, I don't. I, I think I just didn't I we didn't have like a compressor or anything like that with us at all. Uh but at one point Jordan drove the car, uh, took it took it for one lap, came in and added like four PSI to every yeah. tire or whatever, and immediately yeah. immediately yeah. the car was like a million times better. Of, like it was cr- was- it was crazy and just inexperience on my part. I had no clue basically. Yeah. One of the most important things that I ever learned about competitive driving was that I like how much air pressure matters, even even like three psi of difference. Um, when I was trying to autocross the skyline, like I I went into it like on street pressure on my I think they were like BFG G forces or something like that, and um, which are fine, not great. They're fine. Track tires. No, they're really not. They're at fine. All. They're fine street tires. But they were Yeah. But and yeah, they were also like a fifty five series sidewall. They were they're like thick. And I went in at like thirty two PSI, did runs all day, and I was just like having a terrible time. I was skidding everywhere, losing understeering, oversteering. It was just bad. Finally, like the fucking uh janitor of uh what's that racetrack down there in Petersburg? Um VMP was like, bro, come with me. And he like opened up the, the, like, shed. the shed for yeah, like yeah, the yeah. tractors and shit. That's where the, the air compressor and is. Stuff. And he fucking, he, he put four PSI more air in all my tires and it was literally a night and day difference. I mean, yep. it's. I had the opposite problem of that Mike did at this event where I had, I had good pressure for 34 degrees, but then like as soon as heat got in the tires, like with it after like, the f- the end of the first session of the day like the tires were drastically too high tire pressure and i had to like in between runs while the cars are like shimmying forward toward the start gate i'm like ripping my e-brake hopping out of the car <laughs> like trying like pulling my pocket like tool out of my pocket like trying to pull my tire pressures down like it was crazy yeah that's what i was trying to or after every heat i was going i would look at my tires i mean i was changing my tire pressure every heat because yeah for one, it was like a 30-degree difference from morning to afternoon. Oh, yeah. And so I was literally adding adding tire pressure all day. I probably could have went up another couple PSI off of where I ended at like 34 PSI. And I probably could have put a couple more in it, and it would have been fine. Yeah. I'll bet you you'd probably have your best times like right around almost at 40. Yeah. Um, what is that, like a 45 series? Yeah. See, I was chilling right around th- like 26 cold on mine. Really? Yeah. But you, so like but you also are on race tires with like a. Like they're a, street tires, technically. Really? Yeah, they're, they're not, RT 660s. What you on? You're not on your triple R or what are your? Uh, they're uh, Falcon RT 660s. They're yeah. 200 oh. treadwear street tires. All right, I'm on. I'm on. Uh, like. $350 set Achilles <laughs> ATR Sports. Hey, don't knock Achilles, man. Those actually, like... Those things those, are... Achilles tires are pretty fucking good, man. No, they're... Achilles are really good, except yeah. the tires on Mike's car are, like, I mean, they nine heart tread... Yeah, they're, they're like, nine heart treadwear tires. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> they're literally made out of rocks. Does anybody... Do you guys remember... I don't know if you were there. Do you remember that one time we did 
the autocross at VMP, and there was literally a Mercury Villager there. Oh, a thousand percent, yes. And like it happened to be the one autocross setup where there was actually like a huge circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you had to go through, and that thing was literally like talk about sidewall rollover. Yeah, it was throwing. It was sparks. throwing sparks. I I was from the waiting for the wheel. tire yeah. to be. <laughs> Everybody was. We were like, this is the one. But it didn't. <laughs> okay. Okay. But but. How about that Jeep uh, Grand oh my Cherokee? God. It was, was there it was a, a four hop? liter. No, 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 no. like, like a like nice. Oh no, a four liter <laughs> Jeep it, no, no, Grand no. Cherokee. Okay, listen, was listen. It, all right, so it wasn't even the um, it wasn't even the V8. It was, oh, a, it was just the Jeep Cherokee. Okay. Oh like, no. Like, yeah. Like is it CJ? Is that what those were? I don't no, no, even no. know. CJs like, were uh, like Wranglers. What late nineties? Um, like the square, like this Jeep Cherokee. Yeah. Dude, so I was, yeah. I was gonna talk, I was gonna talk about this earlier. I was gonna talk about this earlier when you guys were talking about the twisty roads. I I was on my honeymoon last week, yeah, <laughs> and we took my wife's TJ on, you know, it, it was it was like our getaway vehicle, right? Um, and so I spent all week last week driving around like Charlottesville, like Palmyra, you know, that Palmyra, Sc- Palmyra, excuse me. Uh, Scott <laughs> Scottsville area, like on the twisties out there in that in that Jeep, and she gets she's she's a very nervous passenger, uh, and I will just YOLO it into any turn in any vehicle. <laughs> but that that vehicle was surprisingly planted, Sup- like this? shocking. No, I mean, no steering feedback at all, basically. <laughs> but but like. But you could, I mean, you I, I, I you could put it into any cor- any corner, and, and like you just, it would not, it would not react. It was just, yeah, here we go. Or we're just, we're just, we're just doing it. And ZJ, sorry, it, I'm, yeah, I ZJ. was like, I was hurting. My brain physically yeah. hurt from not this, being able to. This '99 Cherokee was taking turn six at Dominion with almost no body roll. Dude, I. So badly want to build a grip focused Jeep. Yeah. So I mean, Facts, dude. yeah, look like slam. There are on... several of them in Japan. No, it was he, 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 If I ever come across a he pair ran of TE37s, 2008 M3. Oh, oh no. I think, but well, like, okay, but I feel like that speaks more to the M3 driver's capabilities. Yeah, but right, right. still, I mean, oh, for sure, ninety nine Cherokee. And that's wow. the podcast, folks. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a great one. <laughs> Are we done? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> that that was uh, that was fun to watch. I I was not expecting it. So so the the thing is though, we pulled up and I saw it there, and I was actually scared. I was like, man, what if? This is my f- what if I'm slower than a Jeep? <laughs> fucking Cherokee. That's facts, Sorry. Man. Imagine if he just Jeep spent seventy Cherokee. grand on an M3 and it's oh slower God. than a Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> the Cherokee's like LS swapped and like no, full suspension no. cantilever. Like- wait, at that at that test and tune that I was just talking about, I was slower than uh freaking Justin's uh oh, um oh. Justin uh uh the station wagon, dude. Oh, the Caprice? Yeah. Uh, 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 Roadmaster. The Roadmaster. Yeah, yeah, shit. Like, mm. wood-sided okay. Roadmaster. But also, wagon. no, like, this was straight up, like, I mean, it was... Uh, Dude is damn near a professional driver, though. He, I mean, yeah, he's, he's fat. He's he, a fast yeah. driver.
It, it had it had an LT1 uh, with a Corvette manual transmission and like literally the thickest sway bar that I've ever seen. Like you could build a house off of this foundation. Yeah. yeah. And you could put seven people in it, and he would go out on track and drift. He us literally all. had yeah. he, he, the rear facing the rear facing seat was up, and we were in it, dude. Like I rode that hell, bitch twice that day. Hell yeah, brother. I want to find this thing because that well, sounds I'm sure like that an it's epic time. He's, and he was he was just leaving elevens the entire track. <laughs> It was part. so fucking epic. It was epic, awesome. Dude. We were riding like four deep in the in that rear facing oh, rumble yeah. seat, dude. I remember TJ was in it for one lap, and I mean he was just screaming the whole way. <laughs> it was that man has such the weakest. He has the weakest <laughs> neck muscles of any human I've ever seen. His head was bouncing off of the window and my helmet the whole time. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> I mean the man is. <laughs> He's like anorexic or something to begin with, but he was just like literally just ba -ba 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 -ba. Ah, ah. <laughs> like think of think of Prince riding the Alpen Geist. <laughs> That car so much. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can tell. We've been friends for 12 years. The worst part is I can picture all of this. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's all going through the back of my head what this would be like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, my God. I think, uh, I think that about wraps it up for tonight, y'all. But... Yeah. Uh thanks for thanks for joining guys. This was fun. This was super fun. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. I guess that was late. That's okay. So was Pierce. <laughs> late is relative. <laughs> was a great time. But uh so where where can uh where can people find you online if they want to follow you? Like <laughs> Doug's just like double fist in the mics. Probably not Facebook. <laughs> Probably not Facebook. Yeah, like no, an Instagram I, or anything. I use it to post in like one Subaru group and, and that's and fair. that's about it. So, I mean, I don't know. Somebody taking a video of me, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't really have anything for social media that's worth following at all. Gosh, y'all are, are smart. We will never be known. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, you can triple follow me for Mike and Doug. Um, you can find me on Instagram as uh, the car guy life. I actually... Um, that's such a good handle. I mean... That's yeah. that's good. Yeah. Golf clap, bro. <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, um, I don't have a a ton of followers. Um, you should. I know you would think with the handler. Yeah. Um, I don't have a ton of followers, and I um I rare <laughs> I rarely post a lot, but um I do try to stick to the like the quality of content I do post. Yeah. You have one additional follower. Oh. I just felt my phone vibrate. So. <laughs> nice. I'm getting close to a thousand. I'm like at nine ninety two. That's still like four hundred times more than me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do uh, I don't have a lot of followers. Yeah, I I, it's all been organic, and most of the time it's like people I've met. Um, you guys, like an influencer over here. No, oh, big, not at big, all. Big time. Not at all over here. 
so the car guy life for Dylan. Yeah, on uh, on Instagram, I do have a TikTok. Um, oh shit! Here we go. That told you that <laughs> I uh, I post more of the funny. Uh, the shop so, antics. Yeah, the shop antics. The stuff like like cutting the cutting the radiator up. The oh the, fit the filter. Um, just like stupid. I haven't posted on That's there. That's in, in the instructions. It's in the instructions. It is. Is it? A and A says it. It's uh, dumb, that, but they say it. What did you say? <laughs> wait, wait, come back. <laughs> no, no, that's why it's stupid. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, so they A on the C6 vets. You actually have to. Oh yes. Oh, I'm a, I'm familiar with this. You have actually. to cut the the top layer of yes, radiator. You do. <laughs> yep, to fit the the K&N style no, the little inlet. they fitted intake to the blower, and uh, okay, and of course cutting. Fins out of a radiator, you know what it's I mean? Sketchy as hell. Yeah, hell yeah. You don't want to puncture it whatsoever. Uh, you do the same thing to fit the big K and N intake slash filter thing that bolts right up to the throttle body. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. It's so dumb. It is. It so is. Uh, that's why you buy the the the, the special ra- radiator. The special radiator that's that has the, the loop in it. Oh no, C six no. is the way to go. C6. Yeah, C six for sure. Nah. So you can flare yeah. a radiator. Um, but I do have a TikTok under the same handle, I think. <laughs> oh, oh, no. You oh, might no. have to look up my name. Oh, hold on, hold on. I got it. Because you message me stuff all the time. Hold on. Oh, no. Yeah, Jordan's TikToks, honestly, have been I haven't scaling post- in value. I haven't posted one in a long time. I it's, think it's under your name. Yeah, it's literally under my name. Which uh, is, you want to spell it out for the folks? It's Dylan... Dupe. Everyone calls me Dupe. Um, last name's D-U-P-E-E. You can see why they call me Dupe. I actually have a really funny story about how my nickname used to be Dude Piss. <laughs> um, but with that, with, that's that's a story for another time. There we go. Fair enough. Pierce, where can people find you online? Savage or 88. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, at Pierce Forward, um, Free Candy Media. It's a good time. It is a good time. Corey, where can people find you? As always, for pictures of good food and ripped pants at c.crehan on the Instagrams. Oh, is it an underscore? No, it's a, it's a dot. It's a dot. That's right. I always forget. Why do I always forget? There is a big dog. It's a big dog. Bring it home, Jordan. Where can we find you? I'm on Instagram at The Daily Downshift. Um... You can find this podcast at... Is it just Beer and Backfire? It's beerandbackfire.com. Oh, dot com. We have a dot com. Beerandbackfire.com. Thank you, Corey. Has a link to all the things, uh, including our, our sponsor link. I think there's a link to the Discord on the website. Yeah, check that out. Talk about car things that while you're at work because you're bored. Um, do not enable notifications. No, don't do that. It's a bad, bad time. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, everybody have a good night. We love you.